Hello and welcome to Dog Talk with me, your host, Nick Benger, the ultimate podcast to help you take the next step in your dog training journey by learning from the best experts from around the world. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's been a little while. Obviously, I've been filming the pack on Amazon Prime Video, which you can go and watch now. It's been great to kind of get the reception for that show because, uh, you know, I think that naturally I was a little bit nervous about how it would be perceived only because I've seen so many dog shows get butchered. So it's really nice to see that you you guys can see that we really try to do this in the best way possible. Uh, you know, in the safest way possible in the way that dogs are having a lot of fun. We were using positive training. I think that show is, you know, the best there has ever been for portraying dog safety and positive dog training. And it's been lovely to see that, you know, dog trainers come out and really support the show and, and feel the same way. Uh, Cause I know that dog trainers can be a bunch that are very aggressive towards each other. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been really heartwarming. Um, it's been really nice, uh, but I'm, I'm back to it. I'm trying to create more podcasts. Today we have a different kind of content that I'm trying and and hopefully you guys will enjoy obviously let me know leave a comment send me a message or whatever but what I want to do more with the podcast moving forwards and and by the way I'm still going to do interviews so don't you know panic on that front if you love the interviews but what I want to do more of is stuff that is really actionable that you can really take and go and do something with I really want to answer your questions because I feel like that really makes more of a difference so that's what I'm going to be doing moving forwards about a week ago I put up a post which you could uh, leave me a voice message on so that I can answer your questions on the podcast. If you want to do that, having watched this episode, then uh, I would really appreciate that because it gives me more questions to answer. It's uh, speakpipe.com slash Nick Benger. And I'll be sure to leave that link around as well in the descriptions and the, and the comments and stuff like that, just to make it easy for you to do that. So our first question comes from Kevin. Let's listen to that now. Hi, my name's Kevin and I'm from Bournemouth. What's the best way to stop your dog from resource guarding? Okay, Kevin, let me prerequisite this answer by saying, obviously resource guarding is a really serious problem. People get bit by dogs that are guarding. So, you know, go out there and find a behaviorist that can guide you through this process. But let me give you an idea of what you might expect from that behaviorist in terms of advice, something along these lines, right? Obviously I've done a lot of resource guarding cases. So, uh, you know, the other element to your question, Kevin, was I wasn't 100% sure whether you meant prevent resource guarding or cure or fix or whatever word you want to use uh, a dog that already is resource guarding. So let me go through both of those things. Firstly, just straight up, I think one mistake that a lot of people make with a puppy, uh, which creates a dog that resource guards is they uh, take everything from their puppy. You know, oftentimes this is people that are really anxious about their puppy hurting themselves, uh, but they take it to an extreme and they take every leaf, twig, you know, everything that the puppy might pick up, they're taking away from them. And eventually the puppy goes, hang on a minute, you know, I'm, I'm fed up with this, you know, uh, which is understandable. It's kind of like if someone came and take took uh, your dinner off of you two, three days in a row, eventually you're going to go, well, hang on a minute, you know, bugger off, and you're probably going to show some aggression yourself. Uh, 
So that is, you know, one way that is really classic, typical way that people uh, accidentally start developing resource guarding in their, in their dogs. Um, the one way we can combat that is by trying to make our dogs think that us taking something from them is awesome. You know, it's something that is actually a really good thing and that they should look forward to. And the way that we do that is by implementing a swap system. So for example, if my puppy's picked up a sock, maybe I walk over, I'll take a hold of the sock and then I'll give the dog some treats or a, or a toy or something that's gonna be really more high value to the puppy so they go, well, oh, hang on a minute, this is pretty awesome. You know, if, if this guy takes stuff from me, he's gonna give me something that's even better. So to use our analogy again, you know, if you're eating your dinner and I walk up and I take it off of you, but I give you 500 pounds, you're probably going to be quite happy with that. And when I walk by next time, you're probably going to be offering me a dinner, right? Because of the, just the way that value works. And that is one way that we can prevent resource guarding from developing. And on that note, you know, I really wouldn't encourage, there's, there's kind of an old wives tale that you can prevent resource guarding by walking up to your puppy when they're eating dinner and putting your hand all in their food. I mean, again, let's go back to the analogy, you're eating your dinner and I walk up and put my hand all in your food, is that likely to make you more or less aggressive? You know, so that's, that's not something that we recommend, but it's something that I, I see often. So those are a few tips on how to prevent resource guarding. Now, let me talk you through, uh, you know, dealing with a dog that already has a resource guarding problem. Okay, so if your dog already is resource guarding, uh, then let's talk about management first, okay? So, so one way that we can manage the problem is by teaching your dog a really good retrieve so that once they pick up something, they think the best thing they can possibly do with that item is bring it to you. That's a, a really nice way of managing a dog that does resource guard. And you can do that with something that's, in the beginning, maybe something low value. Obviously that's gonna depend on your dog and what they, they value. Uh, but for some dogs, you know, they wouldn't guard like a tennis ball, but maybe they would guard a bone. Right, so you start off teaching a retrieve with a tennis ball, then you start adding in novel items. You know, maybe then, what I, I like to do is, I would have a stack of uh of just random items you know um so maybe i start with a tennis ball get a good really great retrieve of a tennis ball then maybe i have a sock and uh literally anything random um maybe I have a whole pile of toys next to me and i just start integrating those toys into the retrieve game until i can tell the dog to retrieve anything and that's a lovely way of uh, just preventing conflict in the first place. You know, you never get into the conflict situation because the, the dog's actually willingly bringing you the item. But don't mistake that for having resolved the resource guarding issue because that will make absolutely no difference to the context of you walking up and just taking the item from the dog. Because at, that, at this point, that's something you haven't worked on yet. So sometimes you see people recommending that with nothing else and... Uh, you know, that, that's where that kind of advice becomes dangerous. I do think retrieving is a fantastic thing to teach a dog that resource guards, but just be aware that you're working around the problem instead of directly on it. So how do you work directly on the problem? Well, I mean, resource guarding is a situation that occurs when you actually try and take the thing off of the dog. So you, you can't truly resolve resource guarding without working on taking things from the dog. This depends on you know, so many factors, right, that, that come into this, you know, how, 
serious is your resource guard in case you have a dog that is going to bite you if you try and take something from them. And also, you know, how much damage they typically do when if they have bitten someone before. You know, is it more of like a, a mouth and let go? Or is it a dog that's hospitalizing people? And that's something you need to consider um, because we have to stay safe in this. And, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can do this to stay safe if you do have a dog that is more on a kind of dangerous scale. Uh, things like doing this behind a, a puppy pen or with a dog that's tethered. Um, also, there are things that you can buy. I mean, really, this is more for kind of professional dog trainers. You can buy like Kevlar gloves and stuff like that so that you can keep yourself safe when you're working with these kind of dogs. Um, but yeah, we need to work on being able to take things away from the dog. And we need to take that right back to the beginning. Okay, so notice at what point your dog starts to guard. And when I say starts to guard, that might be the slightest tension. That might be a look up at you. That might be a growl. That might be, but we're looking for that first sign that they're guarding, right? So say that we have a dog that does that when you get within a meter of them when they have something, okay? What I would do is get maybe one meter and, let's say a meter and a half, let's play it safe, right? I, I walk up a meter and a half, and then I chuck my dog a couple of treats, I walk away, I do that five or six times in a row, and that will be the end of the session. Right now, if I do that for a little while, eventually I'm gonna approach the dog, and instead of seeing any kind of guarding, the dog is gonna be excited and happy to see me approaching, because they know that food is coming and it's, it's a positive association. Now we take that logic and we just gradually creep it forwards uh, until we're able to take the thing from the dog. So initially maybe you're uh, over a meter away from the dog and then as the dog starts to improve and starts to guard less, maybe I'm half a meter, then maybe I'm standing right next to the dog. And then maybe I'm starting to just crouch over a little bit. And then maybe I'm starting to crouch over a little bit and extend my hand. And then maybe I'm, you know, putting my hand next to the item, then I'm touching the item, then I'm taking the item away, giving the dog a treat, giving the item back. You know, there's, so there's a process that goes with it. That process might take you months, you know, it might take you a very long time. But the key to this is you have to stay safe, okay? And that's why I said right at the beginning, honestly, with this kind of issue, I think you're better off working with a professional that can guide you through it, because uh, the last thing I would want to hear is that someone tried to do this himself and got hurt. Um, but I want to give you an idea of, you know, what would be a typical resource, a, a typical approach to a resource guarding issue. So when you're actually trying to resolve the issue, you have two approaches. You have the management, which is maybe retrieving. And also I'd add in there, trying not to leave things on the floor and, and stuff like that. But if you've got a resource guarding dog, there's a high chance you're already doing that at necessity. Um, and then the other thing would be obviously working towards actually taking things away from the dog. That is the more dangerous of the two, and, and that is where working with a professional will really help out. So stay safe, Kevin, when you're working with your resource guarding dog, uh, get in touch with a professional that can really help guide you through this. There's so many uh, professionals out there nowadays, just look for someone that's qualified and is gonna use methods that are both effective and kind to the dog. Resource guarding is all about developing positive associations. So super, I hope that you all enjoyed that episode and let me know what you think of this new style of content. Uh, obviously, still gonna do the interviews, so don't worry about that. Leave me a voice message on speakpipe.com slash Nick and I'll see you all again in the next episode.
See you.